0: In today's episode of The STEM Space, I dive into the world of storytelling, STEM education, and citizen science with award-winning filmmaker and founder of Make Water, Ryan Beltran. He shares his own personal story and the inspiration that led to developing a nonprofit that inspires through environmental science, technology, tinkering, and storytelling. He also shares an exciting way to celebrate World Water Day through citizen science in your own classroom. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the STEM space. Uh, Natasha here, and today we have a special guest. (laughs) So this is Ryan Beltran. He's an award-winning filmmaker and founder of the nonprofit organization Make Water. Ryan's mission is to empower students to become citizen scientists and tackle water issues collaboratively collaboratively through innovative steam-based and environmentally focused curriculum and competitions. Ryan, is it awkward when people just talk about you while you're there?
1: (laughs) A little bit, but yeah. I'm
0: going to keep going. All right. Ryan's passion for water technology and conservation began early on Inspired by his father's demonstration of water purification using an electric current, and I do want to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. later developed the Make Water Open Source Water Tech and Educational Program, which enables students, educators, and communities to experiment with DIY water purification technology through STEM-based learning. His dedication to empowering students and communities to become Water Heroes has earned him numerous accolades in his innovative programs such as the Water Purification Experiment Kits that students can use from home, continues to make a positive impact on individuals worldwide. So I'm super excited to talk to Ryan about his journey in developing Make Water, his innovative work and vision for a more sustainable and equitable future through the promotion of STEAM education and water conservation. Welcome Ryan, Mm -hmm. how are you doing?
1: oh i'm doing great oh that's i that's funny that you mentioned that about like hey how are you feeling while while i talk about you because i i show films sometimes uh and i just like oh here's my film and then i just sit there while people are watching i feel like nervous or people are i don't know so i i that's funny that you mentioned like how do you like being talked about in front of
0: people yeah Right, yeah, because I, I will interview like career chat guests, and usually they're off the screen, but you were like right yeah. there when I was reading it. <laughs> I was like, is it just like weird what much just like talking about all your things? Um, but I am so excited to have you on. And first, let's tell everyone where are you located?
1: Well, thanks for having me on. I am located in San Antonio, Texas.
0: And where are you originally from? Did Were you born and raised in San Antonio?
1: Actually born and raised here, but uh, I've spent a few years up in New York City and in Austin, but uh, I'm living here, here in San awesome. Antonio. Awesome.
0: And yeah. in this bio, you know, you talk about your dad. So kind of what's your background and how did you end up now doing Make Water? But I'm, I'm more curious, like, what's your story? Where are you from? Yeah.
1: So honestly, my dad is like this self-made man from Mexico, He's an entrepreneur, kind of you know, one of those came with like, you know, 20 bucks in his pocket. Um, and, uh, he would sell industrial supplies and maintenance parts to like schools, hospitals, and even like water utilities. And growing up as a kid, I would, I would go with him, especially in the summer when, uh, there's not much to do. I would go tag along with my dad. Uh, and I'd get to see like the behind the scenes of how like, uh, big, uh, Big facility buildings would work, and I'd see water systems as as part of that, like drains and pumps and uh, um, purification setups and HVAC stuff, and all that sort of sprinkled into to what I do today. Yeah.
0: So not a typical background. <laughs> Most kids don't have access to that. Was that interesting to you as a kid, or were you just like whatever?
1: <laughs> uh, it was a mix. I think sometimes I was like whatever, but I really. I liked, uh, I, I got into photography, so I'd take my camera around, I'd snap photos of interesting things and I would do video too. So I like both photo and video. Um, so I would always find something, uh, exciting in the moment, even if it maybe didn't seem exciting, but you know, the more I look back, uh, I did enjoy that time. Those were like, uh, fun, awesome, memorable moments going with my dad to, to visit all these customers and, um yeah and I I didn't know it at the time but I learned a lot uh through that yeah
0: tell me a little bit about filmmaking because I know that's a big passion that you have so is that how you got started was making films
1: yeah so it's a weird crossover um I uh studied film in college I ended up getting an internship very uh luckily with one of my heroes uh Michelle Gondry who was a He did a lot of music videos and uh, he's an Oscar award winner for doing uh, eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Really fun movie. And uh, so I got to go up to New York and see again, behind the scenes of how big productions uh, were done. And uh, over time, like I really got into sort of documentary or like story, like in the moment, maybe more journalistic uh, style of filming. And I would go travel like, uh, to i've gone to mexico to to film farmers i've uh um done you know protests things like that and uh little by little like i would come back and visit family and i was also a techie so i was a little bit of a lot of things but i liked computers and tech and my dad one day was like hey there's this really interesting way of purifying water with just a current of electricity and uh I was, it just sort of was one of those things that I got fascinated by it. I was like, how come I haven't heard of this before? Even though it had been used in big processes, but I was like, the the filmmaker in me was like, there's a story here. And I wanted to uh, be a part of it uh, and tinker with it. So it just checked a lot of boxes. And I mean, that was many years ago. Yeah. So that is sort of the very beginning of how I got my, from how film got into uh, the water and a nonprofit that we have today. There's a lot more to tell between now and back then, but yeah.
0: Well, I'm curious to know more of that story. So you make this connection, right? He's showing you that you can filter water, water and yeah. you're like, there's a story. So what was the story? Did you like, yeah. go after it and what came from there?
1: Yeah. So the story was, I was like, is there a way to get this technology out there for more people to know about it? and be you know be a part of it and i saw myself going hey maybe i can tell the story of this and by telling the story more people will become aware or participate and along that journey uh we i created a startup around the technology but i uh i don't know if anybody watches shark tank or anything but i learned real fast that like i didn't have a product i had an idea and as i went with it as a like hobby kind of as a passion project i uh some of my friends were like, it sounds like you want to run a nonprofit and not a for-profit. Cause I really just wanted it out there. And once I made that sort of like click of like, like this should be more of a nonprofit. We took that route and I got connected with like our water utility. And they told me like, Hey, you're good at filmmaking and storytelling and inspiring or engaging like youth to, to, to what you're doing. And you kind of self-taught with this technology because you're passionate this is a great way to catalyze education. So that was another like turning moment for me was that we could use this, uh, this, ed- this uh, innovation as a way to inspire students to uh, uh, learn something, especially something in STEM or STEAM field. Uh, yeah.
0: That is cool. And hmm. what is Makewater now? Is it curriculum and kits for schools? Is that the main uh, product that you are putting out there?
1: Yeah. So Initially um, I kept tinkering with the kit or with, with the process. And over time I learned about maker spaces. I learned about uh, uh, Arduinos. And so mm-hmm. we made this kit that was codable and I got connected with saws or water utility. And we, I would challenge students to like tinker with it and see if they can improve it in some way and be part of like this story and part of like helping innovate it and make it better. And they would do that every year. And then COVID hit and these kits that are codable, had 3D printed parts, students would add sensors to it. Um, it became harder to utilize when students were at home. So I switched to like, how can I, and I'm going to get to your, your question, like what, what are our products and, and stuff, but I switched to like, how can we make this like fun experiment uh, doable at home? And uh, we first did a scavenger hunt. Can we make it with stuff around the house? And then after that, I found like, hey, can I send some components in an envelope to them to do the experiment? And then from there, it evolved into like these kits that fit in an envelope, run this purification process. And we then built curriculum around that. So students could be self-guided through uh, doing that experiment. Uh, So we do have curriculum available. And that's like, I feel like that's one part of our nonprofit is that here's a kit, you can do it on your own. Um, and then there's this other part of like, uh, storytelling and like, uh, like being part of a story and part of like engagement. And that kind of fits into our competition style. Like we, we actually have students like, um, through makerspace and, uh, that, realm i learned a lot about robotics competitions and i was like it's really cool that they get ins- students get inspired to get hands-on tinker and go to these competitions that kind of like really make it easy to have a call to action or something engaging to do so we kind of took that model of like hey let's try to do that with this with this hands-on uh, water purification set and let's see if we can do competitions and that's that's sort of this way that we're growing and in that way we can actually tell stories of people building? What are they doing? What a, like, uh, What is their story? And so that's kind of how we're growing with at the same time having this curriculum uh, also available.
0: That's really cool. And one thing I'll say about uh, water purification is I've done this activity with students in the uh-huh. traditional sense, or if you like search give me a STEM water purification challenge. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's
0: usually like, take a water bottle, put some dirt in it, put some, like, you're mm-hmm. trying to like build a filter with stuff and it never yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. Like it always like filters some things. And this just sounds really cool. Cause you're doing it in a more like systematic way. You're using technology. They're learning the science behind it. And it's not like, try some random materials and see if the water is more clear,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I've heard. I I, I know that experiment, and it's uh, widely done. And this is it's similar, but it, but the outcome is like there's a lot more little engaging moments in that uh, you build a circuit. There's uh, an LED light that kind of shows you if you built it correctly, and that's like an aha moment of like, that's oh, cool. you know, energy is going through this. And um, it's also great for different age ranges, like our. Uh, these envelope kits allowed us to go to elementary school as well. We were mostly like middle school, high school. Um, so yeah, that, that is one of those like changing it up and you get a C in this clear cup. Um, that's the only thing that we can't fit in an envelope, but if you have a clear cup, um, you can see the, the, the the, the pollutants start to separate. I say pollutants, but it's really just tempera paint and a little bit of salt. Um, and you get that visual, and as a filmmaker, that was what got me. It's like the visual of seeing uh, the the pollutant separate in the clear water uh, come through. Um, yeah, so, yeah. so I think about it in that way. Like I, as when I went to school, I was more of a visual person too. Like I was great at at um, at things that I could wrap my head around visually, and so mm-hmm. I apply that to this as well.
0: Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's why the STEM education movement has kind of picked up. Because we use the way traditional science has been is like memorize these vocabulary words, you know, read a textbook and even just like online simulations trying to like mimic open and closed circuits are nothing compared to doing it yourself and Mm -hmm. seeing Mm -hmm. it and trying different things. And that's why I love this kit and how you've scaled it or adapted it to different grades. And so Mm -hmm. if there's teachers listening that are doing elementary or if they're doing middle school, it sounds like there's different versions based on what grade level they teach, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, and I got to give a shout out to uh, a Montessori educator that we worked with. Her name is, uh, or her, her business is Blooming with Birdie and she's a Montessori educator. Um, She helped us, since I'm not an educator, I wanted to hire somebody professional that knew that realm uh, to help us build the curriculum around it. So we built something for elementary focus and then another one for middle school, high school but, but really, it's like middle school and up. Like anybody could really do it. Adults could, could uh, um, use it as well and enjoy it just the same. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about World Water Day. So sure, I know yeah. that's something you wanted to bring up. What is it? And then connect it to make water.
1: Yeah. So World Water Day is just as it sounds like a day to celebrate water, maybe learn more about water uh, or just like think about water in general if you're not really like stepping back and thinking about it. And we're going to utilize it as a way to kind of like let the world know what we're doing. Um, Last year was a big year for us for growth and like building and putting together our new website and our new uh, curriculum. And this year is all about like action and getting it out there. So we wanted to use World Water Day in a competition style, just like I I love. And we're going to challenge students, educators, anybody to really share a personal water story and post it on social media. And we're going to get the first 1,000 people that kind of have a, a, a pretty cool like story and give out one of our uh, envelope kits. Um, and this is what they kind of look like. Oh, it's here. literally
0: just an envelope. It literally <laughs>
1: is an envelope. Um, in that way, so that uh, they don't have a kit, they can participate in future competitions. So future, in the future, we're going to do more like have a kit and uh, participate in some way. Um, but this is a way to get just some some kits in the hands of students that are interested. Um, and we have some prizes. Uh, one of the, some top prizes are a 3D printer for a classroom. Um, and as well as uh, I want to do, a, if there's a really great like story that somebody came up with, I would love to work with them on a short video, like mm-hmm. uh, a short, uh, short film possibly. Because um, I always love to kind of cross over that uh, filmmaking storytelling that I'm so passionate about. Yeah. Uh, To this, uh, to this, uh, program. Yeah.
0: And when you're saying like stories about water, are we talking about access to water? Cause there's been like a lot of news stories recently about contaminants and water. Is that the kind of angle that you're looking for?
1: I think we want, since we're starting out early, like with this, we want to keep it wide and just keep it like, what is a personal water story? And it can be about that. It can be just about like, for instance, I instantly think growing up, going to Mexico to visit like my my dad's side of the family down there, they would have uh, all all of them would have water tanks on their houses. And I remember specifically them being very rationed. They would ration their water uh, because Mm -hmm. they would only get so much water uh, a week. And uh, I remember that just stuck with me. So that's like a personal water story and things like that as, as in-depth as that or as, uh, uh, you know, I, I want the, the, the student or, or youth or even the educator that wants to participate to, to contemplate something that maybe comes up and try to go with maybe the first idea because maybe that's the best sometimes.
0: Yeah, and the other piece of this a lot of us in the United States are very privileged to have access to water. And we don't think about, I turn on the tap and I take a shower and I boil water for my spaghetti and it's always there. Um, And you and I originally met with that competition, SI Smart, and we challenged Mm -hmm. the students to tackle water and water sustainability. And one thing I remember is them initially, like, why is this a problem? Like, why would this be a challenge topic for the city of San Antonio? And Mm -hmm. then in talking with the provider of water saws that provides water and, and how passionate (laughs) those professionals are, but also trying to promote this idea that you guys, we take it for granted, (laughs) but it's not always going to be there if we're not protecting it. And so my question is for teachers listening, how can we help students maybe better understand the challenges around water and not just taking it for granted that it just opened the faucet. There's the water.
1: Yeah. So I think that's part of what I want to do with make water is I, uh, try to find that passion a student has and have it connect to this kit in some way, because just like myself, I was passionate and self-taught because I just kept wanting to find out more and go down a rabbit hole and tinker. And, uh, when we do these competitions in the future, or like when I work with the student group or classroom, and they get the kits, uh, sometimes I have them go into different categories of like, are you interested in just like purifying water, like the simplest one and, and, and taking data and sharing about that? Are you interested in maybe coding, uh, because our advanced kits have coding. So here's a way to apply, you know, what you're doing or what you're passionate about, if you're passionate about coding. A third one is hardware, which these kits can do, which is we say, hey, can you tinker or switch something around with this hardware? Like uh, change the electrode types. Like we use aluminum electrodes, you could use different ones. Um, in the codable kits, you could use 3D printed components that students would change up, make better. Some even started to do a 3D printed water filter, which was really crazy and cool. Oh. It's, it, it's the resolution in the 3D printers isn't there yet, but it's really cool to have like a concept of maybe one day it could be that like fine tuned that you could do something. Um, And then lastly, I have this like fourth category, which is uh, uh, just an out of the box category, like an arts, the arts. Like if you want to make a song, if you want to make a video, like I I love applying my passion of filmmaking to this. And I sort of see this grander picture that if you are, um, you know, concerned about climate change or something like that, Uh, you could potentially, you know, not know where to start to even try to chip away at it or do something towards that. Uh, And we would love to set ourselves up in this program to say, hey, by participating, you are moving the ball forward on something that could eventually ripple out and to be something much bigger and affect people around the world. So some students in the past uh, at a recent event that I went to, a teacher came back and was like, Two of the students in your in your uh, that did your competition went on to environmental science at the university, and they said they really loved your program. And I love hearing stuff like that. And I, I know we're not going to get through to everyone, but it's those ones that like the there's when I do these workshops. There's some of those students that come back later again to see their kit like a little further along after they leave it purifying. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the ones we really want to reach out to um, and uh, see if we can make a better future together. Yeah.
0: That I love that. And two things I picked up. One is I like how you're bringing in all these different elements. So you mentioned like the hardware, the coding, but also the storytelling and showing students all these different sides to what we call STEM or STEAM. It's not just robotics. Often mm-hmm. robotics and STEM are synonymous. Like they think, oh, I'm a STEM person if I'm in a robotics competition. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, there's environmental science, right? And we, if you care about people and making an impact in the world, STEM is also for you. And so mm-hmm. I love that you're using your passion for storytelling to help make this awareness of all these different options for kids and they would never have an idea about. Um, And then the second piece is the citizen science. This is something that's like a buzzword in education and citizen science and how can kids (laughs) do real science? And your program has an element of that where maybe the technology that they're creating could someday be used um, in other organizations to help the world. So tell me a little bit more about that and how you view the citizen science idea
1: yeah so um the citizen science aspect is that we got to this point where the kits where i wanted every time a kit got used that something got moved forward there were times where the kit was used students would like really get engaged and then maybe not know where to go next. And that like as a learning uh, process for me, I would be like, how can we make things better? How can we keep them engaged? And that's how we come, came up with like competitions and even citizen science aspect of uh, these new kits have like a, um, a sheet on the back that you can fill out the data of, of what you're seeing. And we do it uh, as simple as visual like cues that you see the water like on one to five, how clear is it getting? um and it's gonna you know advance as as we move forward but we want them to share that with us and over time we're going to make a a uh, portal with everybody's information for anybody to access as well as different innovations that students have uh, media things that maybe they took photos of their kits or their stories uh so we like this idea of citizen science because that adds this layer of uh you giving back you you participating in something bigger and uh that's that's another just aspect of uh, feeling um, like like rewarded for doing something that is, is, is for everybody.
0: And the, I think students really love connecting with other students. So this portal idea, I really like it because they'll mm-hmm. say, oh, there's San Antonio, Texas is collecting data, but then like Jacksonville, Florida, New York City, mm-hmm. and you can have all these different places that are working on the same project. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah, I, I really can't wait for that to really get a little bit more robust um, because in, it, we kind of work in this like open source realm where anything is you can take it, go tinker with it, make it your own style, share it. Um, and we want to keep it that way with everything. And so if if a student shares what they're doing, you can pick up where they left off and maybe uh, uh, continue moving uh, like they pass the baton and you can continue going forward with it. Uh, yeah. that's that's how i would love to see this grow
0: and one thing i really like is a lot of times stem projects that we do in our classroom are very closed so mm-hmm. like the water filter example you kind mm-hmm. of build something and you've figured out okay this water is more clear done but yeah. here you're showing like the development of technology and how it takes lots of teams multiple tries and the creativity that's involved in mm-hmm. engineering what yeah, it's just really interesting because your background's like in film, but like behind yeah, right? you is a whole workshop. <laughs> like I'm seeing like tools and stuff. And so like give me a message here that like students can take away with, you know, STEM has like all these stereotypes, and you have to be a certain type of person to be in STEM. What is STEM to you?
1: STEM to me is just uh Taking your passion and applying it to something. And, and STEM, especially when you put in, or, or STEAM, when you put in the arts in there, it really broadens that, that category. It really gets more people uh, involved. And I feel like this day and age, so many people have so many different skill sets. Like it's never just one. You can kind of do multiple. And I feel like you can thrive in STEAM if you kind of understand that. Um, but also just having something you're passionate about is, is huge. Uh, so I can, I can say that for myself is like, if you find that one thing you're passionate about, like stick with it. And if you're an educator, I feel like, like cultivating that is, is just so great. When you see somebody that's passionate about someone, you make that connection between their passion and something that maybe they can really just thrive and grow into. And, and, uh, they do it on their own. Uh, that's, that's a great side of it.
0: Yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing your story and your passion. And some it's a topic that water, it just doesn't sound very interesting from like, mm-hmm. I'm drinking water right now, you know, yeah. but there are mm-hmm. so many like layers to it and the, the human side of water. And so I encourage teachers to check out your website, yeah. um, see what all the different kits are. Do you have any, you know like last words or message you want to share with our listeners?
1: Uh, just uh, listen for uh, our World Water Day competition coming up, because we're really going to be sharing a lot of new stories, our new collaborations. These kits are actually made at the Lighthouse for the Blind. Uh, so they're they're put together oh, by wow. people with disabilities. Um, there's all these uh, avenues for you to participate. And we would love to just have more people participate and have their feedback too. Uh, They help us grow and make this better. So we're really looking forward to it. And thank you so much for for having me and and letting me share my story, yeah.
0: Awesome, well, thank you so much, Ryan. And for now, STEM Space out. We wanna take a second to give a big thank you to listeners out there who've been tuning in to the STEM Space podcast. We love what we do. We love sharing content, the latest and greatest of STEM education and tips and tricks to help you to teach STEM. If you have been listening to us and would love to support us, please leave us a review so we can keep sharing amazing resources and content. Thank you.